In today's episode, we talk about the future of tabletop gaming, so stay tuned. Hey folks, Brian here. In today's episode, I want to talk about the future of tabletop gaming and what that looks like in the next couple of years. You know, with the pandemic going on right now, we are kind of put into an unprecedented time. We are being forced to stay at home. We're being forced to essentially have a quote-unquote normal life from the confines of our house. And for those folks who are working or not working or in whatever position that they're in, I think everyone, it's safe to say, is thinking of returning back to normal. Now, not to burst anyone's bubble, I'm trying to be very empathetic, but we're not going to go. The normal that we knew is a thing of the past. We're not going to go completely 100% normal. It's not, it, it's, that's not going to happen. Because if that were true, then everything would remain the same and we would not grow. We would not evolve into becoming better people and better humans. So this episode, I really want to focus on how gaming is going to be affected. And I personally think that two things are going to happen. Either one, we're going to create ways to elevate the gaming experience and the current conditions. Or two, we're going to bring the experiences of the game to people's homes quicker. Hopefully, both happen. And this is the reason being. When you have a game like Dungeons & Dragons, right, you really enjoy, I think the pinnacle, I think everyone can say the pinnacle of the experience is playing together at a table. It doesn't matter if it's just maps and gummy bears as your minis or, you know, Dwarven Forge and Hero Forge minis. Like, as long as you're playing at the table and with your friends or with a group of like-minded individuals who just became your friends, I think that is the ultimate goal. And that's what we try to strive for. However, this pandemic has shown that if we don't adapt to new ways of, you know, playing in this specific case, then we're not going to be able to play our game. And... With that being said, we're going to have to find a way to elevate the current experience. We're going to have to find a way to create um, technologies that allow us to showcase our games, to showcase, you know, the things that we've purchased or made for that session. We're going to have to uh, encounter things that are going to, let's say, um, produce music for our D&D campaign or for our tabletop Um, game or session that we're hosting that day. We're going to have to find ways to do things that will elevate that experience as a whole. One thing that I've used, um, I've only used once as a disclaimer, but I've seen um, the software being used many a time, and that's Vorpal Board. Um, I have an episode that I recorded with the folks from Vorpal Board, so stay tuned to that podcast. But you know, we have essentially found this, or I have found this technology that allows you to play a normal game of D&D or whatever tabletop game in a way that doesn't feel like it's replacing what you've purchased, right? A lot of times when we see digital copies of a game, we're like, great, now we have to buy a digital copy in order to play digitally with our friends. 
and over the internet and we and now everything that we purchased you know physically is gone it doesn't even matter and what i love about vorpal board is that it you don't feel that way now mind you i'm not endorsed by vorpal board i love them to death i like their software but i'm not endorsed so i i feel like i have a bit of the freedom um to say what i really really feel and even if i was endorsed by them y'all know me well enough that i would still say what i believe and i don't typically talk about things that i don't like i if i don't like something it's just not even worth it so by me talking about vorpal board i re, you know they're doing something right in my opinion basically what you're able to do with vorpal board is you're able to play your game and essentially have a built-in camera and a built-in um i guess like you can say it, it it's a digital scanner with your phone but you have a built-in app with your that allows you to showcase what you have on your phone it allows you to basically stream and showcase the miniatures the terrain the map whatever you're using for that game to your players and to an audience if you'd like to as well it's really easy I've noticed that for myself, like I look for things that are user friendly and that's something that we're going to have to have in a game or in a technology that supports a game in the future. We're going to have to have, you know, pieces of software, apps, whatever you want to, you know, call it. We're going to have to have something that's going to be user friendly. That's going to, you know, give us all the things that we want. If we want there to be a 12 song song track, on you know for this one session and we can control the mood and do all this other things with it there's gonna have to be a technology out there to do that i just i i just feel really deep down inside that we as human beings are kind of you know at that point where in gaming we're kind of forced now to innovate and maybe it was a long time coming i don't know I, I will say that this pandemic definitely pushed us to get to that point. Now, going along from there, the current experience of gaming, we don't have a lot of... I mean, yes, there's the Roll20 app. There's a couple of other apps that you can use, but it's very minimal. You don't have a lot of choice versus... Right now, we have Skype and Google Hangouts, and we have uh, Zoom, which, by the way, folks, I don't, I'm not associated with Zoom, and personally, like, be careful right now using Zoom, if you are, because there are a lot of bugs and buggy-type issues that Zoom is kind of portraying, and it's not as certified as, like, Skype and Google Hangouts, um, Skype especially, so just be aware of that, but anyway... I digress. Um, those type of, you know, virtual conferencing, and again, heavy air quotes, right? Virtual conferencing softwares and tools, they're not really built for gamers. They're built for a thing that gamers do, which is, you know, conference with, with one another or hang out with one another virtually. I mean, a lot of people do that, not just gamers. So things like Vorpal Board, right? Things like Roll20 are going to allow you to essentially do something and you know that it's built by gamers. It's, you know, it is for nerds by nerds. It's, you know, for gamers by gamers. And that philosophy is going to be really important. 
you're going to think to yourself, just like when you look at the D&D um, modules and the dungeon and, you know, the official, you know, Pathfinder modules or the official, you know, Warhammer things, whatever you get into, you're going to have to have something that says, okay, this is built. And you know, with absolute confidence, when you look at any of those modules, you look, yep, this thing's built by gamers. These game, these people enjoy the game. You can tell that they've put their heart and soul into it. You know, same thing with the folks on D&D Beyond. They're gamers and they have a passion for it. And you might ask yourself now, well, Brian, hold up. What is the difference between a digital version of the game and an online version? Well, I can explain it this way. A digital copy, basically, in my opinion, replaces that physical copy or tries to replace it. An online version allows you to have both. A great example of this is the Pokemon trading card game. And again, I'm not endorsed by them, so I'm just talking from the heart here. The Pokemon trading card game allows you to collect the cards physically. You know, you can put them in your binder. You can do whatever you want. If you if you do what I do, I have Pokemon cards. I put them in my binders, and you know, I let them. I I, I, I let them stand there and stay there to be, uh, <laughs> you know, adored and. And, and again, I, and I, I joke around about that, but seriously, I, I really do love the collecting aspect. But I also play occasionally. And the great thing about the digital format is that when I buy a physical pack, I have a, a card that gives me the, a code that allows me to access a digital copy of a pack. So essentially, I'm getting a, two packs for the price of one. Obviously, that's great. It's a buy one, get one, essentially. But two, it allows me to kind of have a difference. There's different. It's going to be a random pack. It's not going to be the same thing, um, from my knowledge, at least, in my experience. So with that being said, that's the difference. It doesn't replace it. You know, what they did, what the Pokemon company did, is that they didn't replace the trading card game. In fact, they enhanced it. They made it a cooler experience because now I can play... You know, I can test all these different decks and I can play with these different decks with friends online so that when I play them in person, I have a, you know, I can, it's a different experience. So that's what I mean by digital versus online. And a program like Vorpal Board does a really good job at that. Moving from there, though, I spoke about bringing the experience of the game to the person's home. You might really be thinking to yourself, Brian, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> you know, like you might be saying, what, like, what are you talking about? I'm specifically talking about if we're going to innovate and if we're going to see a positive future for tabletop gaming, we as people are going to naturally want to see more D&D or tabletop gaming content. So I think that's going to be a two-part um, kind of campaign, let's just say, no pun intended. We're going to see more streams. We're going to see more technology to support that stream. We're going to see more channels, right? And I think we're also, you know, part two to that, we're going to see technologies like augmented reality playing a huge part. So let me step back for a second. With the rise in, you know, kind of demand for entertainment, especially we're all stuck at home and we all want to be entertained and we all want to kind of pass the time. It's a natural thing. I think we're going to see a lot more streaming channels. 
right? We're going to see a lot more channels on Twitch or on Mixer or maybe a completely different streaming platform. And we're going to see a lot of different channels. I know that there's a couple of great uh, channels out there and shows out there. So Fabled 42, they have a great um, lineup that you can check check out right now on Twitch. Uh, Fabled 42 um, on their channel. It's really good. I personally, and again, this is all personal, so, or this is all personal opinion, I should say. I think we're going to find streams like them rising to the top. I love Critical Role. I love Acquisitions Incorporated. They're great. And they all, they have, they each have a role in the tabletop gaming industry. You know, there are other great channels out there, but I think that with them, you know, kind of putting a a stop to their show or or a temporary stop, right? You know, because they have a studio and it and them meeting in the studio is a, you know, it it violates the plus nine or under nine, excuse me, um, mandate. You're going to see a lot of shows or or channels that are going to showcase great content because it's out there now. And that's a good thing. It's okay. It's not going to, again, it's not going to replace Critical Role. You know, you think of it like TV, right? If, if you, you know, watch cable, there are still shows out there like Grey's Anatomy that have been going on for a consistent amount of time or for a very, very long time. If you're an, you know, if you like anime, look at One Piece. One Piece ha- is, is <laughs> going strong. I think a thousand plus episodes now and that's that's okay that's great it's still there it doesn't mean that other shows like demon slayer or um my hero academia you know it gave them a chance like the the market has allowed them to get a chance and to you know display their content so same thing with D streams and we're gonna start seeing a rise in streams we're gonna see a rise in content creators and channels Heck, we're going to see a rise in podcasts like mine. You know, as you all know, I was on one platform and now I'm on, a, on on several different platforms. And it's one of those things that personally, I think that that's a good thing. But that's going to be the future. Again, the fu- this whole the whole future of tabletop gaming is going to be positive. Like you know, we're gonna, it's honestly gonna be the best because we're gonna see the entertainment. We're going to see all the cool stuff that comes out of a game and comes out of this one hobby, let alone the other hobbies within the, within the nerd uh, genre. Lastly, I mentioned augmented reality. Augmented reality is one of those things that, you know, we might not see in the next five, 10 years, but we're gonna see within the next 50. And, I feel that with augmented reality, it's going to play a huge part in the tabletop gaming industry. It's going to allow players and DMs to really get together in a way that Skype and Google Hangouts just doesn't afford. What do I mean by this? With If you're not familiar with augmented reality, augmented reality is this really cool... Um, you know, piece of technology essentially that allows you to almost superimpose a, you know, images and things. And again, this is right now. And it allows you to superimpose them into your world. 
it also allows you to interact with data in a different way. At the at the end of the day, is it you know that's all this is really is allowing you to interact with data, you know, which is a miniature or whatever to, in a better way. Augmented reality, and there's a couple of places right now that use utilize it in the nerd genre. Pokemon Go, they have an augmented reality feature that allows you to play with your buddies and and play with Pokemon and catch the Pokemon, and then you know AR space. In the D&D world, there is the augmented reality and dragons um, kind of future that we're looking at. It's a Kickstarter, actually, and based off an article called Augmented Reality and Dragons Could Be the Future of D&D. It was written by Kyle Melnick um, on VR Scout. So that's where I credit that um, article. But basically, it has captured a lot of the things that we think about when it comes to um, D&D. It essentially allows you to, or what they're basically showcasing is that it's portraying um, this space. It's portraying this fantasy space in the real world. And also just to go back, that the article about augmented reality, dra- uh, you know, reality dragons could be the future of D&D. You know, that's um, the actual Kickstarter is by Elder Games. So I didn't want to confuse you all and, and say something that was wrong. It is by this company called Elder Games. And essentially, though, with that company, again, not sponsored, you can use your smartphone to project a digital D&D campaign right onto any flat surface. Now, let's think about it right now. If they're using a physical token, any type of physical token, it can generate a variety of different like characters or like PCs or monsters, whatever you want it to be. And they can move around in that grid and they can generate essentially, they can generate whatever movement it's programmed or commanded. Um, That's pretty incredible. That's going to be something where like you are going to see this and you're going to see your PC essentially walk around in a space. You're not that it's going to replace miniatures and terrain. I think there's always going to be a place for that, but it's going to say, holy crap. Now I can basically have a cheaper way of creating a PC and a miniature and essentially just have a digital copy of it. I can just picture it saying like, oh, I forgot my mini. I'm going to bust out my little, you know, token and punch it out. And here you go. Now there's an there's an AR version of my creature or of my PC or whatever it may be. And go from there. Maybe you could do some maybe in the future. It'll be something where you can like walk with your buddy, you know, walk with your PC and you can gain XP for your campaign or you can do whatever. You can interact with it more on a deeper scale. But Essentially, it's going to allow a lot of things. That type of AR space is going to allow you to have a lot of freedom when creating, you know, PCs. You know, if you want to create a, a half orc, half tiefling, or a half dragon, half elven, you know, ranger, you can do it. And you don't, you know, all the books, all the things that you would need would be in that software that will then portray, you know, your PC in that AR space. So, with all that being said. It's going to be something that 
you are going to it's going to really allow you to um, play a different variation of the game without breaking what you've already created. Mind you, the biggest disclaimer that I can say with this is that this is just hearsay, right? This is just me speculating and me looking into the fact that, hey, this might be the future. The way things are going, the way, you know, the way we have gone and kind of traveled to in the world of our innovations and how we've traversed that space, it seems like everything is going to be affected by this pandemic for good or for bad, right? I mean, let's just be honest. So on a positive note, I, th- I think there's only positive notes in regards to the gaming community. This is going to be something that is going to benefit us. It's gonna have to, we're gonna have to innovate so that we can have a better experience of play. And the reason being that it's so important is that that allows us to change and to grow and to mature as human beings. And, la- and you know, really last thing about all this, kind of my closing thoughts is, this type of technology is going to bring people together. It's going to bring people from other countries, other states, you know, o- other provinces in the world together to play a game. And I think that that's really awesome. And if that's the case, then the types of changes in in our gaming technology, like we should fully support or at least try to fully support. So folks, that's that's the episode for today. I really appreciate y'all listening and hanging out with me. If you liked this episode, go and smash that like button if there is a like button no just kidding y'all i don't i don't think <laughs> i don't think there is a like button on spotify or apple podcast or wherever you're listening it listening to it but if there is smash that like button subscribe to the podcast download it have it on your phone so you can share it with your family and your friends um, your support of the bearded nerd podcast is something that i really appreciate so i thank you all And as always, keep gaming.